Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. How are you doing? Welcome, Welcome back, guys. I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. I'm happy because the weather's about to break in New York. It's been so cold. I think mm-hmm. everywhere, though, it's been like a yes. polar vortex. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. It was like five degrees in Atlanta five. for Jay's birthday. And girl, we were so bundled up. I got to tell, I got to tell, before we start, I got to tell this funny ass story. Oh so, we out, so Tegan was recovering from like strep. I think I told you that. Uh-huh. Recovering from strep. And so we finally were able to go out so she could eat and everything. So we went out for Jay's birthday. So we decided to go up to Lennox Mall. Now, if you're from Atlanta, you know where Lennox Mall is. It's, it's ridiculous. So anyway, it was so crowded. We had to valet our car. So we're outside mm-hmm. waiting for valet. This girl was waiting for valet. Now, it mind you, y'all, it was like with the wind chill, it had to be like 10 degrees outside. Oh, my gosh. This girl, all she had on was a pair of Ugg boots, leggings, and a crop top and her and her purchased booty. Okay. <laughs> I guess she really needed to show it off. You can't show it off in a big coat. You can't see <laughs> you it. Know? Can't and see so, it. So we were like, oh, my God, it's so cold. So Tegan looks up and she goes, what's her coat? I know that's right, Tegan. That's right, baby. Where is your coat? Did the girl hear? Yes. Said, she, looked, sure. she looked at Tegan and Jay was like, come on here, girl. <laughs> at least that's all Tegan said. But oh, I mean, that's too cold. She's going to catch her death. Oh, my God. Although, according to my sister, the nurse, you can't catch cold from being cold from germs, but still. Oh, my goodness. You can catch pneumonia. I, know I hope she was just running out real quick from the restaurant and then running back in. I don't know, girl, but she was waiting on her car. And I'm like, girl, they, are, they were behind trying to get these cars. You need a coat. That reminds me of like back in the day, like in my 20s, going clubbing, like with my friends. Oh, yeah. in and you know, you're, you don't want to bring the coat into the club because you got to mm-hmm. check it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So even like on really cold nights, like leaving the coat in the car, hobbling in your little heels. Because, you know, we like once you get in, it'll be good. But oh, my God, the things we did. Yeah, the things we used to do. <laughs> oh, my God. So long at the end of the night or like okay. a cabaret more so, man, that was so crazy. That's what that story reminded me of. But yes, it seems like the weather's breaking. So I'm just so happy. Praise the Lord. It'll be a good weekend. It's supposed to be 50. This yeah. this uh this weather is crazy. This global mm-hmm. warming, one day 17, then it's gonna be 50. I'll take the 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna be how was Jay's birthday though. You guys had a nice time. It was nice when I'm just what I to eat. We did like pampering for him. So he got nice. he got like a hot shave. Nice. Um, and so these were things that he wanted and stuff. He was yeah. like, Ooh, I got my nails done. Nice. <laughs> yes. So yes. he got his nails done. Tegan also got hers done because again, her birthday is just a few days after his. Uh-huh. So um, when this podcast comes out, it'll be her birthday. So yeah. yeah very nice. It was, it was it was a fun, fun weekend. I'm broke. But it yeah. was a <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Broke. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, like, guys, last week, Yakini and I just had a random, random uh, mm-hmm. podcast. We talked about a couple of random topics, but yeah. we mostly talked about the Gilded Age and season two and mm-hmm. how much we enjoyed it and how mm-hmm. much we uh, loved it. How about I found out that the guy who runs the Globe, um, Thomas Fortune, was a real man and it was a real newspaper, but, you know. Oh. Gosh, it's amazing. I just love finding out all of the 
accurate historical things that this is based on because mm-hmm. I know that they some is you know fiction and they make it up and then a lot is based on things that actually happen but yeah. that's really cool I love that yeah. I love hearing yeah. that because yeah. didn't you say or did I hallucinate this I thought you said that um our girl I forgot her name Peggy isn't she was she based on Ida B. Wells or yeah, something? Or but so it, did he have a love story with her, the the editor of the Globe? Or sorry, I don't think so. I don't think she had a um love affair with anybody. Okay. Um, but uh, she ended up marrying somebody else of I think I want to say his name was Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Well, and also he in any way he's married, unless the story yeah. is that he get, gets divorced or she passes or whatever. So. I don't think I don't I pray to God they don't explore that, but yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But After yeah. the last season, they should just kind of phase that storyline out because she resigned from the, the paper. Mm-hmm. And um, if you hear any random meowing in the background, I'm house sitting or cat sitting, I'm sorry. So that was super random, but oh, yeah. You had it. You had, so how's the dog dealing with the cat? The dog is, um, girl, if you don't get out of my face. Um, she is down south for the um, winter. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, look at the cat. <laughs> She's like all up on me. I'm not a cat person, but anyway. So I yeah, just did you like, say something. Give that She's disclaimer. Sorry. Before yeah, so... you were like, what is that? <laughs> as soon as you said something, here comes the cat. Like, like there's more oh, to the story i'll tell you after the podcast okay, we'll I'm, I'm cat sitting yeah. but yeah so last week we did recap gilded age and kind of did a hodgepodge that was fun mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun i also talked about the uh martin luther king themed novella that i that i read <laughs> um, it was really really good shout out to danielle allen it was yeah, called okay. dream Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. That's all we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, what's the hot topics this week, Yakini? Anything going on out here in, in the in the in the stratosphere? <laughs> Nothing too super crazy. Oh my goodness, this cat. Um, so Mary J. Blige did an interview with Big Tigger. Love Big Tigger from okay. on my Mary days. He was like a radio personality. But anyway, so yeah, you know, he was asking her about a bunch of things. Of course, her love life came up. You know, he was real classy with it, didn't press. Because, you know, she's like an icon. So he's not going to like cry and be all in her business like that. Because Mary's very private these days. But, you know, he was like, how's the love life doing? You know, are you single? Are you with someone? You know, what's going on? And she laughed and she was like, I'm not single. You know, I am with someone. She, He was like, okay, okay. You know, because he kind of asked it. He was like, you know are you single or are you doing what you're doing? And she was like, no, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, and I'm happy. And it was just cute. And they left it at that. And then they went on to talk about other things. She confirmed she has a boot line coming because the girls have been oh, asked. Finally, finally, the girls have But yeah, no, it was just like really refreshing to see that or to hear her say that rather. I don't know how this kind of suddenly cropped back online, but you guys might have seen there was like this viral interview of Casey and he was on some show. I don't know if it was like 106 and Parker. I think it was like MTV or something. They were both being recorded, kind of a split screen. And the interviewer said to Casey, you know, so what are your plans for marriage? Are you ever getting married? And Casey was like, I'm never getting married. And the crowd of women went wild. like, ah! And they had the split screen of Mary 
who heard for the first time, this, I'm sorry to preface it, this is when they were dating, when they were in Idaho. Right. When Jodeci right. was hot, she was hot, and they were kind of like this hot industry couple. And so apparently she had a different impression of where they were. So he kind of said that like all proudly with his chest, I'm never getting married. And mm. because it was like live, they were kind of panned over to her and her face like looked really, really kind of devastated. She seemed mm -hmm. devastated and it was shocking. And the interviewer was like, oh, did you know, so he's never getting married. And she was like, oh, well, I'm kind of just hearing this for the first time. And she looked like she was about to cry. So it just, it just wow. really just such an F boy was then. Oh, anyway, Casey. So yeah, that was so raggedy of him. That mm -hmm. happened. And, you know, we've just seen Mary get her heart broken. You know, we thought Kendu was her person. He wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, I'm glad she has someone. I think it's nice that she's keeping it quiet and low key. And I'm just really happy for her. I think we all love a happy Mary. We love I Mary's know. music when she's sad, when she's happy, but I just want I just want her to be happy. I want like we want that for everyone, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she seemed at peace. And like I said, Tiggins didn't probe. And I and I just Ooh. think that's really cool. So I hope she's found it. We the do. real one. She's she still looking good. She can get anybody she wants. You know what I mean? She looks looking great. so good. Yeah. She really does. She really does. <laughs> and stuff. So in other news, in other non less or should I say less discreet news, uh, Common was recently on um, Jennifer Hudson's little talk show. Do you watch her talk show? Common. Does anyone AKA. watch her talk show? I watch it. I watch it. Common, aka Community P. But go on. <laughs> exactly. And so, Common was on her talk show. She was interviewing him as though she, he was like you know any other guest. And so she said, you know, I got to ask the question because the people want to know. And she's reading from her cue cards all these questions for him. So she's yeah. like, I got to ask, are you dating anybody? And so, you know, they're both kind of blushing and giggling and he didn't kind of say her name, but he was like describing the woman he's dating and kind of flexing her accolades and her ego. Um, Very yeah. cute. Um, it was just funny because I'm like, when did Common go from the guy we love because, you know, he's, he always dates sisters and he has these long-term relationships. And then suddenly he's like, every like you said, community peen. And now we kind of look at him like, come on now, Common. Is it because he's like a monogamous? Because it flipped from like, we love Common and how he loves us to like, now we like looking at him like people like clown him. Is it because it's too much? I think, just, it's, I think it's because, you know, how they always talk about Lori Harvey ran through. They, it was yeah. ran through, girl. So he just, for Lori, it's age appropriate, right? But it's like right. at his big age, so he need to be settling down. Is what they saying? Okay, that makes mm -hmm. sense because it's more like kind of we went from loving him, and now it seems like he's irritating a little bit to us. And and Lori should have no personal beef with the man. He seems like a lovely individual. I mean, really, a yeah, lovely I just man. thought he hadn't found the one yet. But then it's like. And I mean, I guess if he wasn't in the limelight, maybe it wouldn't be so unusual. It would be weird. It would yeah, because his relationships last a couple years, and it's not back to back to back to back. It's just that because we don't hear of him often, he's never in the news really for anything negative or any mess. Doesn't put on a lot of music, so it's like when we hear about the new person he's dating, it seemed like, well, you just was with such and such, but maybe right, he right. wasn't. There probably right. was a good respectable time between Serena and who else? Erica, whoever, I don't know who all he's dating. It, just, it feels excessive. Mm -hmm. But maybe yeah. it's not. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Yeah, but like, you know, I, I don't know. The, the J-Hud in common one just feels weird, but maybe with her, 
I don't know who I could picture her with because I like her and she's talented, but she's a little, I don't know how to describe it. I didn't see them together. I wouldn't have predicted this. Maybe I that's what I would have pictured her with like an athlete or something. But maybe you said, not. You would or would not? I would. Like okay. maybe like an athlete or like, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe a rapper or something. But a rapper not like common though. Okay. Like, but not quite future either. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh gosh, just a right. regular dude. You know, maybe even another R and B like a Kendrick type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe another okay. R and B singer. But I don't yeah. know. You know, she's with David. I mean, when she was with um the the WWE guy, yeah, that was Otonga. also an yeah. odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. has has Common ever been married? No. And how he must be in his like, he must be late. 40s or early 50s yeah I, he had one child who just graduated from college i think okay i gotta google how old common is because mm. i mean we're about we almost 45 so i think he's a little older than us he but he be. doesn't he looks good though he still looks good let's let's ask let's ask google hey google how old is common the rapper He's 51. That's what I thought. He looks about Derek's age. Yeah, I thought so. He Because, you know, 51 looks good now. It's 51 looks real good when you yeah. take care of yourself and drink your water and stuff you like know, that. We, you know, we looking younger than Gen Z and they upset about that. That's, yeah, that's what they, that's what's the word on the street that they don't like it. They don't but, like that we look younger than them. I'm like, it's because we, we just, I, you know what it is? And I was telling somebody, I said, we had true teenage years. Yeah, like, we didn't grow, grow up too fast. They grew up. We, so we started wearing makeup later as teens and things like that. Now, nowadays, the young girls are doing makeup and lashes and living hard lives. <laughs> like they look like full like, grown women at like thirteen. Yeah, like, with makeup on and something. I'm like, oh, at thirty nine, what are you gonna look like? Because you don't. Yeah, did everything. You rushed to do everything. And then, the, and then the guys. I think I just think they're just not eating well. And, mm -hmm. and, and and sleeping well and, and doing the things that, that they're well sleeping. that'll age you that'll yeah, age, you. age you yeah mm -hmm. so. oh well <sighs> we're sorry <laughs> it is what it is but it is yeah so is. so that's common in jay hud and stuff and you know wish them the best maybe this is it for them who knows you know um so in uh, in, in more cringe news in oh, no. in terms of couples and odd couples you know i just want to comment on kanye and his wife bianca sensori if that's how to pronounce it. Oh, he married her? He did marry her? I mean, yeah, they, well, he refers to her as his wife. I don't know if there's oh. any papers on it. However, he refers to her as his wife, and I believe he did. Um, okay. It was very quick after the ink dried on his divorce from Kim. So maybe they're not officially married or whatever. But anyway, his, quote, wife. You know, she's been just putting out a lot of pictures lately. Um, very, She's very scantily clad. They're often at home. They feel like intimate photos that are just should be between you two. Not like uh -huh. pornographic, but just kind of like she'll be cooking in the kitchen, wearing something kind of weird and sexy that he probably asked her to wear. And and that's fine if you cook and you wear something weird and sexy that your man likes. That's fine. We're not like yeah, yeah. Or whatever he likes. But it just, they don't seem like photos that should be shared. She's very like non-smiling in the picture. As you know, she looks like Kim then just brunette she she really like if you kind of squint it it looks like Kim and I'm sure that's not accidental um mm -hmm. and so you know it's just kind of gotten weird 
and people are commenting like in a couple years, you know, they but they're waiting for her tell all book or waiting for her oh, Cassie God. lawsuit because they're speculating that just if it looks weird and it looks a little inappropriate, who knows what's going on behind closed doors. So I don't know. It's just it's just a weird thing. It's just um I don't know. I remember we talked about Drake stepping back from music and healing himself. I just feel like Kanye needs to do the same. You know, he's so talented as an artist, but at the same time, so troubled in so many ways. And um, we're not going to like psychoanalyze him or anything, but I feel like he never got past Kim. And now everyone he dates looks like Kim. But now it's kind of like people are calling her even like a, you know, segs doll or whatever, because that's what it gives. Don't think oh, we hear God. her speak. Don't think we really hear much from her. I think he likes his women to have that aloof mystique, though, because he liked that about Amber Rose. When Kim yeah. was with him, she kind of gave off a little aloofness. So he he enjoys the mystery or front, you know, but it's just weird. So I, I don't know, child. But yeah, I just felt like I wanted to speak on that one because, you know, <laughs> there have been just so many photos, you know, you can't get away from it and stuff yeah. like that. I'm interesting. Interesting girl. Interesting coupling. I don't, I don't, I, I've never really paid her any attention, really. I Did just, you see the recent photos of her in the kitchen cooking and that weird outfit? No, I've just it seen her in other weird lunch. outfits. Not the kitchen one, but I've seen her in other kind of strange outfits where I'm just kind I'm of sure like. I'm sure she's wearing like his Yeezy brand and it's kind of fashion weird. Like fashion can be weird and that's cool, but it's kind of yeah. like leather thongs and just it's just strange like they'll have her in a mask you know like that kind of S&M look and strange, so strange but anyway good luck to Kanye and stuff you know I still enjoy his music is he even on Instagram anymore it was yay at one point I don't know if he's on there he comes and goes he disables his page comes back probably archives his pictures posts i don't know that he's actually ever fully truly left he kind of oh, takes it. Off. she has them like this this like snm type bdsm mask with like, is she in the house because she wears that mask out a lot too yeah that's it that's it it's crazy so and everyone's like we're just waiting for her tell all we're waiting for her her to come out with how cassie talks alleged with all the things diddy did because they're like god knows what he has this woman doing around the house with people out the house just disturbing or or not or not maybe he just likes the artistic you know the art of it all of her looking like this he dresses her up like something sheer and their boobs are kind of covered up yeah but you know, where he used to do that to Amber Rose, like she used to be wearing things and, you know, well, she absolutely. would never You could face, tell he but... was dressing her, but I don't remember him really putting out images of her that was so weird. I mean, I think she, oh, was Amber Rose a stripper for her? Amber Rose is, has no shame and she's proud. So she's not someone who, you know. Right would feel shame in that because you know but I feel like with this woman I just we don't know who she is all we know is all this stuff that he puts it's just it's bizarre it's bizarre it's a little bizarre I I, I I I'm not gonna lie to you it looks a little bizarre especially this one like in the hallway where she just like yeah like girl what is what is this like what do you she doesn't doing? look happy like I think if she seemed happy or if this is who she was before then it would be like, okay, she's a unique, she's an eccentric woman. This is what she likes. This is what, like Amber Rose, for example, if she were to do this for herself now, I'd be like, this is Amber because Amber's just right. free. She's a free spirit. She just is, you know, but this is just, it's giving, this is my doll who I can dress up because Kim had a right. mind of her own. 
Kim right. had the look he liked, but Kim was a strong, confident woman and would talk back. And I think I he wanted to like, look, but didn't talk. Honestly, I feel like Kim, Kanye helped refine Kim's look. She acknowledges that. She does. Because now he, she's very much um, look at her, like forward. the face of Balenciaga and going mm-hmm. to the Met. And he mm-hmm. leveled her up. You know, mm-hmm. she was like a closet organizer, stylist or whatever, but you know, she yeah. leveled her up and, and yeah. she took off with it. And, and it's, you yeah. know, but um, I don't know with this Bianca child. But anyway, so we don't, we that's don't not for her healing. This is more dark romance in color than romance in color. So dark romance. <laughs> dark romance. It, it, she does look like she's in a dark romance for real, for real with those outfits. Like, yeah, ooh, girl. Yeah. Just, you know, I just hope whatever is going on in that household, it's consensual and, and she's, yes. she's good and she's happy. Yes. Or he might be looking down a $30 million lawsuit himself. Right. Right. I guess some people just don't learn. But anyway. Yeah. So that is it in hot topics. All right, then. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our interview with author Rita A. Gordon. So you all sit back, relax, and stay tuned. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Romance and Color. I'm Tachi Richardson, and I am here with author Rita A. Gordon. Hi, Rita. How are you? Hi, Tati. I'm really great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. So excited to talk to you and discover uh, everything about you and your work. Uh, so first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Okay. So born and raised in San Francisco. one of the rare ones and um spent um pretty much most of my life here except for five years where I lived in Canada um and um I've spent the majority if not all my career in corporate Mm -hmm. until recently I decided that um I wanted to take a sabbatical from corporate and what I was doing at corporate was um I led global recruitment teams and high-tech firms okay gaming companies most recently and uh, I decided to take sabbatical and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna write I need to I need to finally finish a novel and put it out there (laughs) wow so I always ask everybody the same question when they come on the podcast when did you first fall in love with romance and what made you want to take the leap from romance reader to writer yeah, so I've probably always been in love with romance, um, even before I really knew that that was like a genre, because, you know, I, this whole genre stuff, I didn't figure this all out until late in life. So mm-hmm. um, so I've probably been, always been in love with romance, um, and since probably I was young, and I've always been writing something, um, mm-hmm. but never looked at it as a former career. Um, but probably early on when I was younger, I was just like so enthralled with romance movies and, you know, and just, you know, all the whole feels about it, everything associated with it. And that translated into books and, and then what I was writing, um, you know, had a romantic feel, um, and thread through it all, even though I didn't realize that was a genre. So, right. Right, right. So do you remember like the very first romance novel that you ever read? Um, 
I don't get do you consider like Weathering Heights a romance novel? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's it, my it, favorite, favorite. It's a, it's a classic definition of a romance. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's my favorite all-time book. It's probably the one that I remember reading first. Mm -hmm. Um and outside of yeah um some of the newer stuff um but yeah I think that one and anything Daphne du Maurier I think I've read her entire collection and so mm -hmm. those were things early on like that I remember reading early and uh, mm -hmm. my reading kind of you know experience mm -hmm. So you say you you were working in corporate and you decided to take this sabbatical and basically better yourself to write this novel. How did you prepare to do that? Like, what did you join? Like writing groups or like get like, uh, you know, books on writing or just decided to jump into it head first and was like, you know, let me see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it was a journey, um, Tati. It was. It was um it was a little haphazard to be uh -huh. honest. I initially wrote the book in 2016. Uh, challenged mm -hmm. myself to write to finish a novel. I had written I have many unfinished books, um and I challenged myself to write a book. So I wrote it in 2016, and it was I saw something an article online maybe that said you could write a book in 30 days. Mm. And so I was like, ooh, well, if they say you can write it, then I can. Oh, and so wow. I just, I didn't even like do research. I just said, I'm going to do this. And so in 2016, every night, like from 10 to like two, three in the morning, I just wrote mm -hmm. what would I, the story that was in my head. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, if it's going to be 30 days, the best way to go about finishing a book in 30 days is to say, tell the story one day of the life of a person over 30 days. Mm, mm, mm. And that was the premise of the book. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then you, you're talking about your debut now with 30 days in Belfast. So, how, so that's how it came about. So that's how like, it okay, came about. And then okay. on the back end of that, I, I literally had to do what you say, the research and figure out, okay, well, how do you really write a book after it was done? Cause I finished it in about three months. So uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little more than 30 days. <laughs> yeah, it was more than 30 days. So at about so after I finished it, I spent time just researching really what do you do? What's mm -hmm. this whole book writing thing? Because mm -hmm. I mean that's not that's not my lived experience writing books, right? Right. So right. I, I literally just scrubbed the internet, researched, read everything. How do you like how do you, you know, do the you know, the arc of the character and you know, how many pages is a real novel? You know, what is copy editing? What is developmental editing? All of the stuff. Mm. Like wow. the nuts. Yes, yes. And you were doing this on your own, basically. I like, did it all completely on my own. You went into it totally. At, at I didn't office. even know what a trope was. <laughs> really raw, like 100% raw. 100% raw. I had to teach myself how to edit. Oh wow! All oh, of wow. that, all of that. Wow. Like it was really, it was really like on the job learning for you. It was on um, the job learning, and then, yeah. I, and then I wrote the book, and I, I set it aside. I was like, yeah, I don't even know. So, what made you pick it back up and and say, okay, I think I'm ready to go ahead and put this out independently? Yeah, it was like maybe a year before the pandemic hit. 
I said, I'm going to, I need to do something with this. So it was about three years later, right? I said, I really need to do something with this book because um, I had already challenged myself. Um, and then what people don't know, um, and I'm telling you behind the scenes is I was over the past seven years was caring for my mom who was ill mm. um, and um, suffering from Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, she passed away about a year ago, but mm. I was, that was why I was writing so late at night uh. over that of time but then in 2019 I was like I need to do something with this and so I said let me get serious so I sent it to a person that was recommended to me that's a developmental editor and she read the raw I don't know what you're doing book kind of thing that I had put together right. right and then I got her feedback and she is so generous and um and I literally said you know what okay stop the bus let me go back do the rest of the research you know go hardcore on this and I just, I looked at her feedback and all of that. And then I went and then I did all the research. That's when I got serious about the research, spent that year doing all the research. And then, um, and, and then I just said, you know what, let's, let's do this and try mm -hmm. and target a specific timeline. And, and then pandemic hit. Mm. And then I was just like, okay, well I'm home. So <laughs> I just really died. Might as well. <laughs> The pandemic hit and then by the by 2020 I think I gotten through the first like real like you know I I edited it like at least five or six times myself redid the story and then I was like okay then how do I get this out there and then and then I was like okay you gotta have somebody read it and then so that's when I started like figuring out beta readers and then went online Facebook group that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and then was getting some serious hardcore feedback some people I jumped on a call with just to talk about it and just kind of that path and to the point where I was like all right I'm gonna put this out and and then got a real editor um not that that other person wasn't a real editor I just right you know she was the initial developmental editor and then just went through that whole process and was like okay I'm done what made you decide to maybe self-publish versus going the traditional publishing route was it more of the self-control was it more of I just have this I just want to put it out now like what made you do that versus I never versus thought about traditional publishing I just I'm a control freak I just I was that's you know I'm just I gotta learn this I learned this and and then I even did I researched what the traditional publishing route and I was like yeah no <laughs> the minute somebody tells me to put something on the cover, the minute somebody says to change this, the they I can't say this, I can't do this, I'm I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I get a, I'm sensitive and I get offended. Yeah. And I mean it was bad enough to have like beta readers and all of that. And that was fine because then I learned how to take it with a grain of salt and then value what I needed to change. Um, but I didn't want, I, I, I didn't want someone else to have control. I, I needed control because this was my baby. The first one I was putting out into the, the, the universe. Right. right. And, um, and I didn't want, like, I didn't want someone to say, this is what you need to put on the cover because this is what all the romance writers do. Cause I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted just to put the book out to be in all honesty, I put the book out that I wanted to read. And I think you may have heard people say that before. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that was that was literally the genesis of this whole thing. 
I keep hearing these stories in my head and I wanted to put out the book, that look, the feel that had the words, the concepts, soup to nuts, that that was the experience that I wanted to live through when I read a book. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I had never been to Belfast. I researched all of that. Eventually, I was going to ask you that. I was yeah. going to go to Belfast. Did you like, where's the initial story itself, the core of the story come from? Really? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, initially it was the 30 days, but um, uh-huh. the character is uh, a woman. Um, 30 days in Belfast, the initial story came from the 30 days, trying to figure mm-hmm. out 30 days. And then, um, and then the woman was in, um, a, a, you know, corporate professional, but she was trying, I wanted her to be trying to figure out herself. And mm-hmm. she had the side hobby of, you know, art curating, and she really wanted to do that. And so she went to Belfast to do a favor for a friend because the friend got sick and, and then was going to curate a major art exhibition. And then that's what she was doing over that 30 day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. timeline and Belfast just came from I had a vision of a the guy the main character uh-huh. how we do you yeah. know we have a vision of somebody in our head and then I was like and it turned out it was a real person and I was like well where does this person live and I was like what's their backstory because I have to develop a backstory right 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 so their backstory was they were from Belfast okay and it was the actor and um and they're from Belfast, Ireland. I said, well, okay, well, then that's where she's going. <laughs> okay. 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 Cause I was like, wow. Like, like I was like, she's really into like Irish. Things. I ended up do, I did before I, I literally, when the book was with my editor, I was in Belfast validating all of the, you know, um, details um, before I put it out. And I tweaked like one or two things. I think it was mm-hmm. a restaurant I ended up tweaking and um, because the pandemic had changed it. Um, and um, and then I think the color of beer or something like that, <laughs> literally. Okay. okay, okay. So Rose is like the female main character here. Her dad is Rick, Rick Ross. I started laughing because I was like, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. I didn't even know who he was. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're like the rapper, but um, it's a rapper. And I'm like, oh well, you know. Oh, it is what it is. A lot of people have the same name, so she's really torn about taking over her dad's company versus going striking out on her own and doing the thing like you said, the art curating that she loves. And in the midst of that, um, there's like love going on that happen. Yes, yes, love going on with multiple potential people <laughs> and and she has options yeah she has options see see if she would even like me just making a wide choose but anyway um, <laughs> somebody asked me that one of my beta readers asked me why is this why does she have to choose and i was just like what do you mean because she was a she's a writer who does like uh-huh you know and i was like i don't even know what that is so <laughs> like look that look look this is the first book Wait until I get you know settled, and then I'll do some some wild stuff later. Okay, y'all, y'all, eat, y'all gotta ease Rita into it. She can't just jump into the. I don't know what a trope is that she's introducing me to. <laughs> she can't jump into the deep end of the pool, y'all. She said, "Let me just do a contemporary romance, a straight up contemporary romance." Like, and then I then y'all tap me on the shoulder for something else later. That's just how green I was. <laughs> You're like, why does she have to choose? What, is, what do you mean? She has to choose. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, 
has been the reception to the book and and when you were done uh with it like what was the most like rewarding part of putting it out yeah so I totally cried you know when I uploaded it <laughs> yeah that's just that's just the honest truth oh, totally yeah. Um, and then the reception when people read it, you know, it was it was weird because like I think my sister probably was the first person who gave me like some feedback after she read the the book and mm-hmm. and she immediately was just like, Oh, you were doing and I was like, wait, 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 it's not me. That character is not me. <laughs> right, right. So right. people were having a hard time you know, that knew me associate, you know, trying to disassociate the person from me. And yeah. then, and then, um, you know, a friend of mine um, and her colleagues were on holiday and they called me and they wanted to talk about the book because they had read it as a group. And, and that, so the reception has been really well. And, you know, I, it's, it's, I don't know, you probably experience this out as an author is just like, mm-hmm. what do you say when people want to start talking about these people that really don't yeah. exist? yeah you know, yeah these people have so, lived in your head for so long yeah yeah and so the ratings have been good I wish more people would go online but you know how that is you know you gotta yeah. beg for people to you know a lot of people bought the book but you need to get people to put the ratings on the ratings have been good mm-hmm. um and the reception has been great um but it's like you know I still have other stories in my head so I'm trying to move on to the next yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But how has publishing this first book kind of changed your perspective on sort of the self-publishing process and the writing, the the novel writing process too? Because this was your first time fully completing a manuscript and putting it out there. So how has it kind of changed your perspective on it? Yeah. um, I, I mean, I've always had an appreciation for, you know, authors just in general, because, you know, the numbers, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, a numbers geek, you know, corporate, you know, um, geek and analytics is one of those things that's important to me. And so I had already looked at the numbers as far as the number of people in general on this planet that have written books, which is a very small percentage. And then don't even talk about people that look like us. We are at the bottom, bottom, right, of the number of percentage. So it's so small. So for me to even have put out that first book, I was just like, you know what? I've accomplished what I set out to do. But I've always had, a, like I said, an appreciation for people that had the ability to write. I didn't know I had that ability. Um, And going into writing another novel um I I always was serious about it but I took it even more serious meaning that I'm more diligent about you know the words that I put on the page and how I position them and um cautious so that I don't have to go back and redo stuff a lot you know like I had to do the first go around um so it gave me more perspective mm-hmm and um, and it made me m- want to continue to expand my horizon and read other authors. So, mm-hmm. um, how how has reading other authors? Because um, I know you say you got kind of late into the genre and and learning authors yeah. and things like that. How has that expanded your kind of 
view of the genre and one and two the way that you write how has it influenced the way that you write reading other authors i don't think i write differently um with the one exception mm-hmm. is this this new book that i'm putting out um reading other authors gave me a perspective of writing um third person versus first person and present mm-hmm. tense and so mm-hmm. i this new book that i'm putting out um seven days in seattle is um present tense first person mm-hmm. dual point of view so that I learned kind of really from you know broadening my horizons and um, reading and getting a grasp of why I was feeling different reading this book versus this book mm-hmm. um but as far as kind of you know other things that that change my reading pattern I probably have um, got exposure to more self-published indie authors than, I mean, I had even imagined. Right. Right. And I just, I'm just so overwhelmed with how, you know, great their work is, how brilliant people are. Like, why are people, why are we not all like, you know, on the charts of like, (laughs) there are so many people out there. Oh my God. It's so you know amazing yeah yeah I, I wish we all were on the chart somewhere Ooh. I'm just I'm just amazed at the beautiful work that people are putting out um but like I said it didn't impact what how I write because I like to write with like I like to write the things um when I write it's kind of has like a rhythm and a um yeah almost like a poetry kind of mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sense about it, um, and I continue to do that. So I, I have a habit of going back and I'll write, and then I'll massage over, it and then I'll, I'll layer it until it feels perfect. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about you taking this break and and focusing on your mm-hmm. writing. Tell me what like a typical day looks like for you as a writer. Like, <laughs> what what do you what do you what are we drinking? What are, what music are we playing? Yeah. And what's our setup? Like, where are we writing? Like, what does that typical day look like for you? I love that part. Um, I do get up early. When I say early, not early, like I'm going to work early because I used to get up at six. I get up at eight now (laughs) (laughs) because I don't go to bed until like two or three in the morning at this point. Oh, my. Um, So I get up like about eight and then, you know, I'm just like, you know, am I going to get out of bed or not? By by nine o'clock, I'm up. I'm, I'm going to the coffee store. I'm at Starbucks um I'm having Starbucks triple shot latte no foam (laughs) (laughs) gotta get that get caffeine rush yes I have a yogurt literally I I have the same breakfast every single morning every single day Mm. coffee and yogurt that's it oh wow and um I try and um breeze through email I really don't like email um that was one of the things I hated that worst about corporate was all the email I try and get through email um but in the background I do have like um you know Pandora on or I'll have my playlist by the time I get to writing the juice I don't start writing until after breakfast and Mm -hmm. then I move from because I've had my laptop sh- set up at the kitchen counter and then I move and I go into, I don't even come in, this is my office. Mm-hmm. I don't come in my office to write. I usually write in the um, living room. And mm-hmm. then I um, go into the living room and um, my um, playlist, I have a playlist for every book. 
every character, you know, um, on Apple. So I'll usually, if I'm writing the book, I'm, I'm I have the playlist in the background um, on the Sono speakers, just blasting through the house because it's just me at home and my husband's at work. So, um, and literally, that's what that's what I do literally all day long. And if I'm not doing that interim i'm trying to do my social media because you know we have to do all of our own marketing and stuff yeah. like that as indie authors yeah. so i'm like creating content to go on instagram and to go on you know um twitter to go on tiktok and mm-hmm. tiktok is a whole thing i got like maybe three followers so i know i was looking i was like, trying to find you on there i was like i can't find this. rita on tiktok i was like i couldn't find you on tiktok I was like, it's I like know. rita gordon writes and you know and what is it rita gordon rita gordon writes i think is what it is um okay that author yeah you know it's so weird because you know it, i don't know it's the way they have it set up on tiktok if you if you change your name it's that author rita gordon uh-huh. but you know so that's where people could probably find me um or okay. Rita Gordon writes just put one of those in there it'll sort mm-hmm. of pop me up somewhere okay but um but yeah so I'm just trying to put together content and that's mm-hmm. for me it's very distracting because you know what it's like if characters are speaking in your head Tati oh, yeah. and you just need yes. to put down on page what what they're saying and so um so if if that becomes overwhelming or I start hearing like the characters talking, then I'll just open up my file and I open up whatever book that I'm working on right now. It's the last book in the series. I'm done now, but um, okay. I'll open up the book page on word and then I'll just be, go to the next spot. And... So you're, so you're, so I take it you're not a very linear writer. You're, are you more of a like do you plot do you pants do you, I so I, I do have a separate document where I, I am kind of I'm plotting so I I, I put down like who the p- person is and all the aesthetics about that person where they live all their quirks but then in the book I will map out just j- real briefly like I want to talk about this I want to talk about this I want to talk about like prompts more prompts I think writing prompts got it got it and but I'm not one of those where I can't like you know you know I can't go to the next unless I fill in the blanks I will jump around Mm -hmm. um and I usually um usually get my real good flow if I'm writing with other like if I go online and um one of our other author mutuals has a, a TikTok online Mm-hmm. yeah writing and if I go online and write with them then mm-hmm. it just like flows yeah 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 I'd say I, I also find that writing in a group puts pressure on me to actually produce <laughs> produce yeah. and, and write so anytime we've had a like a word makers retreat or like you know our time times that we have during the week that's when I actually get writing done. Otherwise, I might just be sitting at a computer just staring, just like, okay, I guess some words will come eventually. <laughs> yeah. So my writing day is it's literally a whole day. I, mm-hmm. I I write through the day all the way until to I only take break. I take breaks for like lunch. I do mm-hmm. regularly take a lunch break um around 12, 12 30. Mm-hmm. um and um I do dinner break um my husband usually cooks and so mm-hmm. when he comes home um probably midday he's doing his thing 
I don't disturb him. And then usually around, you know, um, five o'clock, four thirty ish, five o'clock, I'm not writing um, until probably late uh, later until like about six thirty, seven o'clock. Then I go back into writing, mm. um, and then I'm writing through till like two o'clock. And if if I'm taking any breaks, it's usually what's going on on TikTok. And sometimes, you know, you get into that little rabbit hole. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're watching you. And I'm like, why am I watching Tati? And I need to be writing. Be about ridiculous TikTok. <laughs> like, why, why is she sucking me into this? Like, I am like so drawn into whatever you're saying. I don't even know what you're saying. I'm just like, because you're just like talking and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm listening to her. Yeah, why am I listening to Tati? I need to be writing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you got to block me on social media so you get your work done. <laughs> oh gosh. So like what why am I sucked into what she has to say? I'm like just like because you just be like, oh and I'm like, yeah, tell me about it, girl. <laughs> uh I feel like I'm talking to my friends. So, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know like this writing process is long it's solitary like for you like you say you write until two in the morning some long days sometimes what do you do in those moments where like we just talked about where you're stuck and you don't know where to go you feel like you're in the weeds and you're behind like how do you kind of break up those moments where you're just like you know I don't know where to figure it out and I'm in that slump yeah yeah there's a few things I do. I do, I do listen. Like if I'm trying to get to the vibe of a, um, a character, I get into the playlist for that character specifically. Mm. Or, um, th- sometimes when I'm like really stuck, I'll just like, like text my sister and she'll call me and I'll be like, listen, girl, I need to, I need to try and be a, a black billionaire. And I need to, you know. <laughs> And then she'll like pump me up, right? And then she'll be like, drink about it, drink about it. I'm like, well, no, I don't want to drink about it. (laughs) But then I will like, I will, I try and like think through that person, like put myself in their, you know, in their shoes. And Mm -hmm. usually the playlist does it for me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, like in seven days in Seattle, I go into the guy's playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, um, I'll go and research online that person's career. Mm. And so, and then that gets me back into like where I need to be, you know, and, and then I'll go back to writing. Um, and I have to think through, you know, okay, well, how can I, in essence, but embody this person's essence? Cause Mm. you need to do that in order to make it feel authentic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but playlist is like the main thing seriously so music is like super important to you oh i'll like, get up and go dance in the living room by myself <laughs> all of that yeah. yeah i usually make playlists too for every book um i don't think did i do it i didn't do it for the indie project i put out surprisingly but um i for every like trad published book i i've i have a playlist for for them um well, I have another one coming out, but we'll talk about it. I'll talk about this offline with you. Um, <laughs> but um, what, so let's talk about this next book that you have coming out. 
uh, which you says um, seven days in seven Seattle. Days? You love numbers, it, it, it seems. That's such I don't a- know why I do that. It just <laughs> you love numbers and places. Um, yeah, so I do. tell us about this book. Um, and um, I know you, you you lived in Seattle, right? No, never lived in Seattle. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know why the book takes place in Seattle. I have no idea. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> So yeah, so seven days in Seattle, it was one of those where I was just like, what if, what, you know, what if this woman, you know, meets this guy, you know, at a bar, but she's coming off of a breakup. So seven days in Seattle, this woman, her name is um, Raven Rain Nichols. Mm -hmm. Guys want to call her Rain. Um, She meets this guy at a bar and um, she's kind of like, yeah, he's cute, but you know mm-hmm. I'm not I just came off of a cheating ex <laughs> yeah it's bad timing yeah mm-hmm. you know so she's just trying to like figure things out and she's got a big meeting um so she's there ahead of the meeting she's supposed to meet with her sister mm-hmm. um turns out she gets with her sister the next day after she flies there her sister brushes her off and is like listen girl I got I, I'm sorry to do this to you but I gotta do this other thing Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of, you know, throws her into a, a tailspin, um, cause she's already trying to reconnect with her sister. She's trying to figure out why her and her sister aren't connecting the way they should. And mm-hmm. so she's feeling a little lost, right? Mm-hmm. Meets this guy at a bar and he's like coming on heavy and strong. He's a, you know, you know, I just want one night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not her. Right. So that's okay. why she's brushing him off. And so, you know, at the end of the day, they have a really cute meet cute and um and they hit it off you know and they do their one night and um she's got some traumatic things that have happened to her not like serious trauma because I'm not into that mm-hmm. but um some traumatic things that kind of like you know keep her just keep her a little offish you know standoffish mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. so she's able to walk away from this one night stand mm-hmm. you know they're just like let's we're done and but it doesn't end there you know yeah 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 it doesn't end there and they end up spending the week together and then I leave you right at a cliffhanger on the last page I don't see (laughs) but don't worry the other book is done and it'll be out in May (laughs) okay 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 so the other, can you tell us a little bit about that book or you don't want to say nothing yet? Yeah, no, I could tell you. It's a three, okay. so the, it's a three book series. The first book okay. is Seven Days in Seattle. Uh-huh. So that's the one night stand that turns into a week long affair. Yes. Then I drop you. Um, <laughs> and then I literally drop you. And then <laughs> um, the second book is uh, the 12 year history of her and her best friend, who is the gentleman you get introduced in the beginning of the book who's kind of Mm. pining for her in the background Mm. and you don't get to see his point of view so the second book is her point of view and his point of view Mm. um and this is her best friend and who is a former um ex-boyfriend you get to see their 12-year history and then I bring you I drop you back to the end of this first book Mm. the third book is the conclusion with three points of view Oh my, oh my. And you get to figure, in the, in the story, you'll figure out who she ends up with. All my oh, women, I'm don't just even sorry know. to so, say, all so, my so, women are going to have a choice. <laughs> Wait, so so we got to write, we three books to figure out who Rain ends up with. 
Yeah. Rita's gonna make me so mad, Rita. Be mad at me. I would get to the end, like, what? And then the next one, what? And then I'm like, look, she better wrap this up. In a no, don't, be, don't be mad at me, Tati. This will be, you, but you know what? In my experience doing this, in all honesty, I'm not gonna never say never, but I don't know if I'm gonna attempt this again because, you know, the process of having to map out yeah three people's history over you know at least two of them over a 12 year span of, like and making sure that all of the details stay how did you keep yourself organized with doing that excel spreadsheet spreadsheet <laughs> yeah yeah seriously yeah. i have an excel spreadsheet it literally has every year for 12 years mm -hmm. and and each year, there's segments of what chapters fit into those those years, mm -hmm. and then in the final twelfth year, it's it goes from you know every chapter of each book that fits into those twelve years and what happens, so that I could keep it straight. Oh my gosh! Yeah, get out. I, I, and that's the only way I Because you know, somebody's going to come back and be like, mm -mm, you said on page yep, five, yep, yep, yep. chapter 12. Yeah, yeah. Readers will pick up. They'll be like, uh uh, because you said his eyes were blue, but now they're green over here. So, I'm like, what is the, what is the issue? <laughs> what is the issue? What what, said, what is happening here? Yeah. So, I'm very cautious of that because yeah. that I learned from the first book. And people were like, yeah, because I was like, yeah, it's a real look at Italy. Like, yeah, I know it was real because I Googled everything. And I'm like, oh, my God. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened with me, too. Like, I made up a few restaurants in the first book. And people were like, but I looked it up and they're not real. I'm like, yeah, some of them aren't real. Some of them are based on places. Some of them are real. They're like, yeah, this place is real. And that place is not real. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know people would do that, but yeah, but yeah. but they do, they, they do. do, they do. That's they what do. I learned. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some of like the hardest scenes for you to write in in your books? Yeah, I don't know if you could tell from my personality, but I'm easy, pretty easy going, and um, and you know, pretty happy, you know, all the time. But um, the the Hard stuff from I don't like drama and I angsty the angsty dramatic um, um you know like thirty days in Belfast I think I had a I had to have like a I was having like a bad day at work mm -hmm. and I was like you know what I'm gonna channel this energy and put it into a negative scene that I need to write that I've been procrastinating mm -hmm. on because I just I, it's not in me I'm hypersensitive. I avoid conflict. I'm like, if, if people start getting crazy, I'd be like, peace out. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not into it. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's the hardest part for me is to kind of um, write the, you know, the hardcore scenes. Like in 30 Days in Belfast, there's a, I had to put the side character in because I didn't want the, I didn't want the the main characters to be this way with each other. So I introduced a side character that I didn't really care about. <laughs> and I put all that nastiness into that person. Yeah. So that yeah. was easy for me to disassociate to do that, right? Like yeah. I could write it. I just didn't want to. And then I had to get into a mood to write it, right? 
So yeah. the angsty, negative stuff, it's mm. really difficult. And, and I procrastinate and then I have to kind of walk away and I'm like, okay, I need to sit down and write the words. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I like I like drama, but I like the making up part a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, I don't mind making it up, but I just don't want to execute on it. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so this is the part where we come to the court towards the end here. Okay, where we do some rapid fire, this or that, and uh -uh. I sort of asked you one of the questions already about what the hardest scenes to write, but I'll ask again. Um, do you like writing love scenes or dramatic arguments? love scenes because it gets easier for me <laughs> all right your favorite book as a kid I was young kid I don't remember but I think it was like oh god it's me Margaret or something like that when I was a little <laughs> kid when I was a little kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but my favorite favorite book is Weathering Heights Weathering Heights yeah um, do you like when well, you already talked about angst and, and, and putting characters in? So, do you like writing heroes or villains? Heroes. heroes. <laughs> all right. And you already told me your favorite place to write is your living room. So, I already know that. I feel yeah. like you hit all these questions already, girl. So, we'll, <laughs> we'll, have, to, we'll have to go through them, but that's okay. That's, that's all right. okay. Um, oh, here's one reviews. Do you read them or don't read them? I read them, but like with everything, I take it with a grain of salt because, you know, kind of like when I'm reading other people's work, it's like, you know, who cares what I think? Yeah. <laughs> um, The last romance novel that you read. The last romance novel that I read was um, Kennedy Ryan's arc. Um, this mm. could be us. That was mm. the, yeah, that's the last one. And I'm like halfway in the, this. I'm, oh. I'm I'm in the love, I'm in the love stuff, girl. I'm like, uh, <laughs> don't be bringing the love stuff into like a page 100. Like, <laughs> it's a slow burn, girl. <laughs> it is a slow burn. I've had it a while. I was like, I got to get this read because I wanted this to be my first read of the year. So, oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, is there a favorite word that you use in your writing? There's a phrase that I have to edit out or edit. Um, you know how you have to pull it up. I know. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I put that. I know. And it's like, I know, I know. And it's like, what? My <laughs> editor brought it up. She was like, mm, you need to fix this. And so I think in one book, uh, the Seven Days of Seattle book, I think I had it in there like 168 times or something like mm -hmm. that. I had to go oh back. And, I had to go back and fix every one of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's think about all your books, including these cliffhangers um if your book became a movie who would you want to play the lead you pick any of the books okay so any of the books <laughs> there you know what there's well maybe the 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 main characters in these books are actually models, so they're not like actor actors. The people that I'm basing <laughs> them off of. So, and I think one of the guys I can't even remember his name at this point. The black guy that is the main character in this book is actual real actor that's just starting mm -hmm. out. But mm -hmm. there's not like actor actors. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're not. 
there's not actor actors that I that I would want to play this. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna have to read it when it comes out and then I'll tell you. Okay. That'll be good. Cause I don't cause I don't know like if you, you know, give me a who... if you put a really good description in there, then I'll I'm like, okay, I can picture somebody. Okay, like, that'll be good. Cause because right now the the characters there I have everybody all mapped out for all of my books and a visual of who they are, and none of them are like actor actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, just, just models, random models. They're just models, and but I know exactly who they are. It, one of them I follow on Instagram, and I said, "Hey, I'm writing a book, and you're the main, you're like, you're the inspiration for the main character." She's like, "So cool." <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's cool. Oh, <laughs> um, what does literary success look like to you? Um, literary success to me is just being able to to get my words out in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's really what I wanted to do. The stories mm-hmm. that I write, I wanted to get out into the universe. I'm not trying to do this to make a ton of money, you know. Um, I'm just trying to prove that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to do that and I've gotten good reviews and mm-hmm. um, people tell me they like it and that's great and I love it. My mm-hmm. book is, you know, you know, will be, you know, here long after I'm gone. The Library of Congress has it. That's yeah. all I need. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's sitting somewhere, somewhere in somebody's shelf somewhere. <laughs> they can find it. That's the point. They, they'll find it. They, you know, they know how to catalog all that stuff. That exactly. to me is success. My, the, I'm, and you are in that little minute percentage of people that have contributed to this thing called being an author. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm like, think about that, the magnitude of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not many people can say they actually finished a book and then put it out for the world to read. Kathy, <laughs> there are people that have been wanting to do this their entire lives that, you know, that need to do, like what I did was push past the fear and get there. Mm-hmm. absolutely um and so my last question is when it's all said and done and when you've written like 50 more novels um what do you want readers to say about the body of work that you've put out that I was able to escape reading her work <laughs> that when I picked up one of her novels I just I felt like I went somewhere else and mm-hmm. And I was able to escape for a short while from whatever was going on in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rita, this was an amazing interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. First of all, let everybody know when uh, Seven Days in Seattle is coming out, where it's going to be available. Yes, so they can pre-order it now. It's available on um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble's um, for pre-order. It comes out February 6th. Um, of this year awesome awesome and where can we find you on social media yeah so um first of all my website is ritaagordon.com so all my social media feeds are there Mm -hmm. Shaw on instagram um you can also um hyperlink to all my social media feeds there um rita gordon writes on um tiktok Shaw on um twitter 
Um, and um, I think I'm at Rita A. Um, oh no, Rita A. Gordon, author Rita A. Gordon on um, Facebook, something like okay. that. But all of my stuff is on social, is on um, my website, RitaAGordon.com. And we're going to link it there when this podcast goes up so everybody can find out where they can find you on social media and where they can purchase your books and where you're going to be in 2024 if you have any appearances or anything that's right so they'll they'll know exactly where you're going to be and they get their book signed and then they can come harass you about the cliffhangers that's that's (laughs) fine you know if they the most likely place for them to catch me is on instagram and r gordon shaw i usually respond to everything that's on there so Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rita. I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. Thank you. We are back. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Rita A. Gordon. Um, You all can get all of her information and social media on her website, RitaAGordon.com. Okay, so... In reading romance, I decided to, this year, um, go through the entire catalog of Beverly Jenkins' historical novels. And so that's what I'm going to be doing as my reading goal this year. I really don't have time with my own personal things going on. I really don't have time mm-hmm. to read mm-hmm. anything new, really. And if it doesn't come in an audiobook, I'm really not going to have time to like even listen to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to all of Beverly Jenkins' historicals i'm listening to them in chronological order and so i'm starting with her very 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 first book that came out in uh 2000 and no in 1994 uh so it's 30 well, almost 30 years old hmm. uh, and so this is called night song and it's about uh uh carolee and chase who is a buffalo soldier and uh, Carol Lee, who he falls for, is a school teacher in a small town of Henry Adams. And they're there, like, uh, you know, you know, when mm-hmm. people come through the town for a while, they kind of stay there for to kind of rest and, and, and regroup. Mm-hmm. But he starts falling for the school teacher and um, she's a little older. And so this is a beautiful, this is a beautiful story. And um, it just made me really remember why I fell in love with Beverly Jenkins. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I'm reading them all in order. If you all are interested in following along, I'll be chronicling it on my Instagram and my TikTok. That's Richard Writes On mm-hmm. um, and talking about the books there. And so Night Song is the very first one this week. So um, I'm almost done with it. And I really don't yeah. want it to end because it's so good. I remember picking up the physical book in the library mm-hmm. and I never forget. I was like, ooh, who are these two black people on the cover? <laughs> like the first time I've seen like, yeah. like, like a sensual like clinch embrace i want them to bring the clinch yes. colors back i, I want to see i want to have those anymore on the covers no, everybody has like cartoons and you know illustrations and oh. flowers and crap i bring the clinch covers back bring the men with no you know shirts yeah. and stuff yeah. you know so on the covers yeah. right but Very you know, a lot of people are like they want discreet covers or whatever but Bring them back and bring back the step backs too. You know, when mm-hmm. you open up the book, you look on the inside, you see a whole nother scene, full scene picture. Um, like a Lisa Andrews joint with the cut out of the face, and then you open it as the family. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the step backs like that. Yes. That is so, so bring cool. those yeah. back too. I miss those from no, me too. And, and hardbacks and stuff. But yeah, um, I, that's the only thing I'm reading. I really mm-hmm. haven't read anything else. 
Um, I'm working on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'll tell y'all about that when I can, but okay. it's it's just it's a, it's a lot going on. I'm writing I finished <laughs> book two in the secret series. It's called mm-hmm. The Offer. I um, hope y'all enjoy that. It is very nasty. Nasty, y'all. If y'all thought the off the oath was was kinky, this is nasty. Um, <laughs> so and then the last one is gonna be even nastier. So, um, yeah, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> it won't be like I said. It won't be out until summer twenty twenty four. Okay, but uh, anyway, Yakini, in in watching romance, are you watching anything lately? Have you watched anything? I know we both watched the wrong life coach. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, oh, lifetime. Oh, that was oh, whack. <laughs> yeah. A mess. That was a Cute mess. Classic Vivica. It was. Yeah, I, I I was like, okay. I thought she was gonna. She now she just she just says like the little tagline in these things now. I guess you got the wrong At the end, I always wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her doing that in her early ones, but she's done it like the last couple yeah, years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, oh, oh man. So, I'm not watching anything in particular. I'm just kind of watching my usual little reality stuff that is mm-hmm. on and nothing, nothing so exciting and stuff. Um, Real okay. Housewives of Potomac is still with its silliness and you know Mia and Gordon going through their little separation and now Mia is dating this young man and the you know Robin and and uh and Juan kind of living together as roommates or whatever they are so yeah same shenanigans shenanigans. nothing nothing too exciting and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I hope to be able to watch some good movies soon so you know I want to watch, speaking of movies, I want to talk about the Oscars. So I want to watch some of these Oscar-nominated movies. Um, yes. I have. I did watch Rustin with Coleman Domingo. He just got nominated for Best Actor. Um, that was the yeah. actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle Brooks is the only person from The Color Purple to get a nomination. The only oh, is that so? person. Only, only period from The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling K. Brown uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, from American Fiction, and so was Jeffrey Wright for Best Lead Actor as well uh, for American Fiction, which is based off one of my favorite books um, called Erasure by Percival Everett. Mm-hmm. Great book. Amazing book. I tell everybody to go read it. Listen to the audiobook because it's really, really good too. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a book within a book within a book. <laughs> so it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And also Davina Joy uh, Randolph, who was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She won a Golden Globe uh, for The Holdovers. And there were a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of snubs, one of which was Barbie. Barbie ain't getting no Best Supporting, Best Lead, nothing. I think they really thought Barbie was a joke. Um, but Barbie yeah, it seems like they didn't respect it. It, it didn't even get yeah. anything for like the um, what do you call it, the cinematography? Because it was a nope. gorgeous, aesthetically nope. beautiful done movie. No, nope, like I would watch it again for the picture because it was so pretty. The set, yeah. the pink sand, the beach, the dream mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Whoever worked on that, they really did a beautiful job. I'm stunned. And they Even went like to the Mattel archives to pull out some of that stuff because I mean it was amazing. You know, Chelsea's really tree house was in there. 
all kind of stuff. It's not like the acting was anything to write home about. So I wouldn't expect that, you know, Ryan Gosling I mean, would get... I thought America Ferrera was good. Her, her little speech she was, was good. She was good. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Margot Robbie was good. I thought she was good. Yeah, um, but they, only, they nominated the I Am Ken song. I'm just Ken. And then they nominated the Billy Eilish song that plays at the end. Now, that song is beautiful. But I cannot believe people are taking that Ken song seriously. Oh my like, and he won a, and they just won a Critics' Choice Award too. It, it was so funny because Ryan Gosling was sitting there looking like, "Are you serious? This, this song won? Like it was a joke." Like, he couldn't a believe joke. it. He couldn't believe it. This was it. such a pretty film. I'm just surprised that it's not yeah, getting it some nice. kind of award for the arts and the um the graphics of it. I don't know. I don't know. But also, well, they made enough money, so they don't need the Oscar too, I guess. You know, <laughs> exactly. so you much. know, they the Oscars are still very male. Yeah, and yeah, like somebody said, they want to highlight, you know, male energy, patriarchy, stuff like that. So yeah. movies about war, movies about you know suppressing Native Americans, movies about the bomb, you know, Oppenheimer and all that stuff. Those things were nominated, but not. You know something that about this about you know taking down a patriarchy mm-hmm. or feminism mm-hmm. or even the color purple none of that was you know um even you know highlighted which is sad you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but thankful for all the black people who were nominated um uh, for their um yeah efforts um I think also um I think an adapted screenplay for American fiction, like I said, is by Percival Everett. Um, I think that was also nominated as well. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Even look, I've been even stunned at some of the like other categories. Like one of them was like I remember when I was watching the Golden Globes, and it was like best animated film. So I'm thinking, oh my god, mm-hmm. Elemental is gonna definitely win because I I watched that so mm-hmm. many times. And I when I tell you I cried so bad at the end of Elemental, it was so good. And I because I have the a Disney child. one. Yes, it was, it was, yeah, it was, that was, was that was good. When um, it was a rom com. She was able to be with her um, her or she was water and fire. fire or something. Yes. Yeah, that was really. Sweet. It was that a rom com. It was. Yeah, it, it was a rom com, and and then you know because I have a child, I pretty much see every single cartoon. So yeah. you know, Wish was good. I've seen Mario. Um, mm-hmm. I love Super Mario Bros. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've seen them all, right? They yeah, all yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie that won was something so obscure, like I hadn't even seen it. Some called The Heron and the Boy, and Tegan was like, "What movie is that? Did we go to the movies to see that?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't even know what that is." So it's some obscure animation or whatever. I'm like, "Really, y'all? Y'all didn't want to give the Mario <laughs> or or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You know, the stuff that was good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they, they they do what they do. So good luck to everybody nominated for the Oscars. Yeah, which and it, you you do March. make me want to kind of binge watch some movies because you know the Oscars can be so entertaining, but it's that much more rewarding when you've actually seen some of the movies because it's mm-hmm. sometimes you know depending on who the host is, it can just be funny and there's little performances and dance numbers, so it's a good show. But when you've actually yeah. seen movies, it's a great show. I'm so not I'm looking like, forward to it this year because I know I already know these white people gonna make jokes about slapping and all of that. Wait a minute, was that last, last, last Yes, that was last year. That was last year. Lord of Life. 
I guess a lot this year has felt long then because mm-hmm. I really thought that was two Oscars ago. Who's the mm-hmm. host this year? Same host, Jimmy Kimmel. Same host. So he's going to host again. And okay. then Trevor Noah is doing the Grammys again. So Wait, was who, who was the host of the year of the slap? Wasn't it Chris Rock? Or were they sharing mm-mm, mm-mm. Chris Rock was just just on stage doing a bit. Oh. But he wasn't, he wasn't hosting. Um, okay. Jimmy Kimmel was hosting. So yeah, of course he's gonna feel obligated to make his little stupid cracks and jokes and all that. And I don't, mm-hmm. I can't help but think about you know Will Smith is now uninvited, and I just yeah, I don't, I don't like it. But I guess yeah. to not acknowledge it is equally bizarre if it's the elephant in the room. I don't know. Yeah, I should yeah. be yeah. That's kind of off putting to think about that. Girl, I could have sworn it was two years ago. That just goes oh, to show. Oh Lord, last year. <laughs> last year. Yeah, man, oh man. I'm not looking forward to it, but I probably put all that stuff on mute and then wait until the awards come on and see who wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm not really interested in the monologues and stuff. That's I right. Wait, I usually wait till that goes off and then I watch the, the yeah. rest of the show. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. all right, you guys, that was it basically for the podcast this week. So mm-hmm. yeah, and Kitty, anything else you want to say or, or, or remind people of? um no it just i'm sorry we finished with movies but it just popped into my head that i can't wait for um the bob marley movie and i guess that'll be up if it's going to be up for anything at all that would be the following year yes yes yes. that would be the following year but i'm kind of excited Um, that comes out on valentine's day but no that's it yeah i hope everyone has a good week i hope the weather has broken wherever you are Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and and stay safe and stay warm Yes, yeah. yeah, stay warm, stay safe, mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, next week you are all boycotting, spending money at these places that support the state of Israel. So mm-hmm. <laughs> please make sure you do that because we are supporting Palestine over here. So, is there an that. exhaustive list somewhere people can? There find? is an exhaustive list that you can find online um, mm-hmm. uh, for the um, boycott for Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's available on Instagram and TikTok. If you if you look it up, basically boycott for Palestine, you'll find it. Okay. But um, you can resist that Starbucks girl. You can resist that that McDonald's. Yeah. You don't have to McDonald's. Go buy yeah. Oh, you don't have to buy the HP Inc. You don't have to, you mm-hmm. know, Ancestry dot com. You mm-hmm. know, you can spend oh, your membership. You yeah. know, even Disney Plus. Like, if you want, if you don't want to. If you want to suspend your Disney Plus membership, go ahead and do that. You know, mm-hmm. there are tons of people and ways you can support Palestine and 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 do this global boycott of just not consuming and buying things next mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and um shout out to many of the publishers out there who are also supporting Palestine as well. So mm-hmm. it's not many of them, but there are a few. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So- All right, guys. See you guys next time. All right. Bye.